Welcome to the Lucky Titan Podcast. Here you will learn how to fill your favorite platform with tons of your dream customers from some of the world's top entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Josh Tapp. Now let's get started. What's up, everybody? Josh Tapp here again, and welcome back to the Lucky Titan. And today we're here with Mark Firth. So this guy, when I was reading his bio, I was like, this will be a fun conversation. We have actually a lot of common points in our past, but this guy is really leading the charge right now. And honestly, kind of a new business model that I've been seeing a few individuals tack onto. I think it's like revolutionizing the agency space. So I'm excited to talk to you, Mark, about your business, about what you're doing for your clients, um, and then obviously getting some good tips from you. So Mark, say what's up to everybody and we'll hop in. Hey everybody, how are you doing? It's fantastic to be here and I'm looking forward to the conversation. It'll be it'll be a good one, Mark. So I want to kind of kick this one off, Mark, with the epiphany yep. story, right? Is we look at um, at all the different types of business models, right? And you're a guy who's come from a corporate background, worked for yep. some massive companies, you know, IBM and other places. I have a question for you about that after the interview. Anyway, yep. total personal question. <laughs> but uh, with about IBM, you've, you know, you've worked in those big yep. places, but then so you've seen all the different types of business models you could do starting your own company. Yeah, yep. You've kind of settled on this one that's a hybrid coaching slash agency model. Yeah. And I'm really curious how, what was that epiphany moment where you're like, this is where I need to land? So that's a really, really interesting question. And I love the question because it's not often when I do these interviews that people talk at this level about business models, they want, you know, just the tactics. And I think for me, it really came from a phrase or a term or a concept you hear a lot in the SaaS space, which is product market fit. And I, we did just over a million with, with what I would call a pure, pure coaching model, LinkedIn coaching. That was what we started with. But in building that business, not only did I expanded beyond, you know, LinkedIn, I was doing paid advertising, various platforms. I was looking at CRM systems. I was looking at, you know, multi-channel, all this sort of stuff. So I decided what I wanted to do was expand the program and, and move into that. And what we found very quickly is that with our target market, which is B2B professionals, consultants and small businesses, consulting agencies, and even some SaaS, not a lot of them had the ability or the time to set up the infrastructure. They, right. they have the knowledge. Everyone's got the knowledge. We've all got the knowledge if we want to. But but when I started off doing it, I noticed it was taking longer than I wanted them to take, even with like step-by-step and assistance and my tech person getting on calls. So what we started doing is, is moving away from coaching, not to full agency model, because in that niche, I've and this will be an interesting one for you, I've, I've kind of seen that for that type of business where you're really selling the individual and a professional service as a degree of thought leadership and knowledge that needs to be conveyed to the market, it's been very difficult for them to find an agency that can capture them, capture that for them. So on one end, you've got not got the time, not got the, the motivation. I understand that. The other end is they've been to the agencies and they've got burned. So the product market fit was giving them the setup and then the assistance to run it throughout. Does that make sense? So it was really just oh, yeah. what the market asked for and, and by getting going, because one of um, one of the things I believe in business is you learn by doing. <laughs> you, don't, you don't learn by thinking about it and having a conversation in Facebook groups. I'm being a bit cynical, but do you know what I mean? It's, and, and it <laughs> right. really came from, from, from the doing. Well, and yeah. I hope people will lock into that answer, right? Because I do ask a similar question to that to quite a few people that I, I know have a great answer like you, <laughs> is that that's how you do it, right? Is finding that product market fit. You know, yeah. We look at, there's kind of like two worlds in the business space, right? You have yeah. like the MBA corporate types, and then you have the entrepreneur types, the bootstrappers. Yeah. And yeah. both of them think there's not crossover when it's like, it's the same thing. <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's truth is truth. 
truth, right? So I yes. love to see that you were able to do that through, you know, actually mm-hmm. polling people, figuring out what they were interested in. I know for our business model, you know, we ended up, I never thought we'd be in the podcast space, to be completely honest with you. I just had a podcast, but when we started doing good things there, people started to yeah. ask, how do you do it? And then that's become like our full-time business and it's been crushing it. It's kind of a weird thing that sometimes you don't end up where you think you want to be, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's really true. And I think also, if May can just continue on that point. Yeah, please do. A lot of businesses, they're confused and understandably confused because every time you go on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn, there's someone saying, oh, in 2022, you can't use Times New Roman. You've got to use Arial. Obviously <laughs> I'm being very facetious by saying that, but it's a fundamental tenant of marketing. They have to position their solution or tactic as the new way of doing things against the old way of doing things. So people get muddled and they focus externally on the tactic rather than listening to their clients and their prospects that they've got right in front of them. And I honestly believe the quickest way to get that product market fit, to get that solution that works, is just to get going. Sell it before you build it. Listen to what people need. It's as simple as that. Well, and I want to ask you about the growing pains around that because I know for us, we've we've been doing this offer for about two years. And what's interesting is we always have like, one client who's a lot more particular and it, they always think they're being annoying. And I'm, for us, we love it because yeah, yeah. it's always kind of hits you in the heart. We're like, dang it. We didn't do the best job, but it's yeah. really interesting to have them give us that constant feedback because it levels us up every time something like that yeah, happens. Yeah. And every, every prospect is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> They really are. And and we can either look at them as, oh, nightmare prospects, which they might be at the same time as being a gift. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But really, yeah, we got to listen. We got to listen. Unless really it's something that is just crazy and out there. So it's exactly a few, (laughs) few experiences like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is that opposite side where you could be running too hard trying to fix problems that only one person has and the rest of your clients yeah. don't have. But it's just, yeah. yeah, it's always interesting to see that. So for you, Mark, you know, yep. obviously you've been working with dozens of companies, maybe hundreds of yep. companies at this point and helping them yep. with these same issues. So kind of walk us through what you've been doing to help people in that space. All right. Yeah. So, so as ever, and I think it's, it, this is usually the case, we set out, I set out to solve a problem that I had. And once I solved that problem, problem, I realized lots of other people had it. And and that problem was this. When I began, just like a lot of my clients and a lot of people online right now, because it's got super complex, super quick, right? Everything's gone multi-channel. The tech has kind of mushroomed since the you know what started. Just in case this goes on YouTube, we won't mention the you know what. But (laughs) the problem is a lot of people are stuck using what I would call traditional B2B methods, which is outreach, cold email, and cold calling. And there's nothing wrong with outreach, cold email, and cold calling. I'm not saying they're bad things. I'm not going to be that person that comes in the feed and tells you to stop doing it. They are good. But I don't believe to the depths of my bone that enough or potential, people are using 5% of the potential if they're not looking to expand them by looking at other other projects and solutions. Because when I was doing that, I found that my time was directly tied to lead generation. What that means if I take a day off, you know, I miss a day, kid gets sick. We, you know, you, before you know, it, you've missed two weeks and lead generation has gone. And it's also very difficult to scale that. So that's when I started looking at paid advertising for B2B, because I was like, there has to be a way to get this going. And, and people are like, oh, LinkedIn won't work for ads. But we figured it out. And I, as I figured that out, that got me, I'm speaking to you from Florida now. I'm from the UK. I spent 10 years in Colombia. My wife is Colombian and, and it actually enabled us to get an investment visa, which isn't cheap to get in yeah. this country and move <laughs> here. And 
and still have the time to do it. So really the problem we solve is getting away from those traditional channels and not getting away, enhancing them with kind of more of the PPC and paid advertising and inbound channel. And it's kind of like a two plus two equals five effect. When you use the both of them equals five as used as opposed to using them independently. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, and you kind of like brushed over it and I <laughs> within there, but it was such a key point that I have to touch yeah. on there. Yeah. Is that there there's no bad method, right? No, All methods no work. You just yeah. have to stick to one of them and learn how to master that area or hire somebody who knows how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Within reason, obviously, if you're you're writing faxes, but that, that's an extreme reason. I totally agree exactly. with what you're saying because there are still people doing things that wouldn't that count. That becoming a master of something is always going to get better results than flirting around with something in, and, you know, an inch deep, a mile wide versus, you know, an inch wide, a mile deep. You've got to get that kind of combination of the two, I find, in getting the business going before you have enough scale to hire those specialists. Yeah. I know for us, and and this is something for those of you who are listening to this, Mm. is that make sure that you already have product market fit, like prove an offer out. Yeah. And then yeah. start diving into these methods because what always happens is everybody's sitting here going, Oh, I need to have Facebook ads. I need to be on TikTok. I need to have a podcast. I need to have all these things. Yeah. And it's like, well, what's the point if you don't have a product that sells well? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's we, we would say where I grew up, you're changing deck chairs on the Titanic. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is the sad truth of the matter, right? <laughs> and most people don't look at it that way, right? Because as entrepreneurs, yeah. we're so hopeful. We know the direction we're going. But even and, and I would even challenge a lot of people to say, even if you think you've got your offer figured out, you might not yeah. still have that part figured out. It changes so quickly as well these days. The market is more educated than ever. I think it's Daniel Pink. I read a lot of books. I can't remember the book, but I'm pretty sure sh- might not his name, not even might not be even Daniel Pink, but I'm pretty sure it is. He talks about, you know, the asymmetry of information. When I started in 2003 in IT, I knew a lot more than the prospect. Now in 2022, the prospect knows as much as me. Probably not as much, but they certainly believe they do and they've educated themselves. Right. So we really have to adapt to that. And because of that, things change so quick, their needs change and you've got to be on your toes with the offer, you know? Yeah. Really you have. Well, it's interesting to see how the market has shifted that way because yeah. I feel like with the resurgence of courses and programs and masterminds yeah. and group coaching, yeah. everybody kind of has a pretty solid knowledge of them yeah. of how things work. Yeah, they do. But I will say this is where someone like you come in is that the problem is everybody knows everything in their mind. Yeah but they don't know how to execute on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and even if they do know how to execute, they they sometimes don't. And, right. and, and that's a whole different subject if we're going to mindset. But yeah, there's so many more components to it. People have, what I would say compared to, I don't know if you know, you find this, Josh, back in 2017, people didn't really have that base level of knowledge about what online marketing is. But certainly now that they do, they have that base level of knowledge and yeah, we got to work with that, you know? Yeah, 100%. You know, and I found, I mean, everybody on the show who listens to the show knows this, but about six months ago, I want to say, I actually hired a company, Yep, paid them $35,000 to, because I thought they were an agency. Yeah. <laughs> Quite honestly, I just thought they were going to do it for me. And I'm not, I don't yeah. want to slander their name. They're great guys, but I was just not sold correctly. And so I came yep. into it and then they handed me like an 80 hour course, hundred hour course. And I'm sitting here going, do you guys realize that I have like maybe an hour a day to put into something yeah. like this? Yeah, Maybe on a good day. And I'm curious how you've been bridging that gap with your program, because this hybrid model is so awesome yeah. if it's executed correctly. All right. I'm going to answer that on two levels. And the first one is kind of this pet hate I've got that I'm seeing in the B2B space. And you'll have seen this as well. Guaranteed results. We guarantee you get results. There's nothing to lose. It's free. 
No, it's not free because of the economic principle of opportunity cost. Their business model, in most cases, from what I've seen, is pilot high, get lucky, get profitable from the ones that work, let everything fall through the gap and credit on them. It's a good business model for them. But if you are the client, it's not free because if you spend the next six months doing something that doesn't work, you've lost six months and you will never get that back unless, unlike myself and the general population, you've figured out how to travel back in time. So that's the first thing. The second thing is, yes, we saw this. So that also continues in the program. If someone comes into the program and they've got video after video, 45-minute dense videos, they have to wade through and move the slider and find it and do the thing. No matter their best intentions as an individual, I had to admit to myself, we got great results. We got pages and pages, but there wasn't enough people going through the material as much as they wanted. They got what they needed, but sometimes they don't need to go through all the material. Sometimes they just need one or two things. And so what we've kind of done is we still have a module full of videos, but we've used kind of technical documentation software. It's not technical to just say what's where to go for each thing. So when people come on the course for coaching, sometimes they'll come in and um, they'll go, oh, I've got, I need help with email deliverability because we've set it up. And what we used to have to say is, oh, you need to go back through the program. Now it's just like, go to this point here and it tells you what to do. So what they don't have to do is go through hours and hours of video. And also we're kind of setting them up with all the infrastructure, with all the software. So it's ready to go. So they don't need to do it. It's just, I'm going off and I appreciate this is not a good way of delivering it. But the analogy here is instead of selling them a car and asking them to build the car, we're building the car and then showing them how to drive it and we give them the keys. That's what we're finding works best. Yeah. And I love that. I've never actually thought about that model of the guarantees and, you know, like, because their model is (laughs) from the 10% who actually win. I can tell you, I know the lead generation market. There's no magic pill. I've been in it since 2003. There's no magic bullet. There's no thing you press and wave a magic wand and it works. And even if these are amazing, they're still not going to get results for everyone all the time. You've got to be careful. You've got to be careful. Everything's got a commercial model behind it. I'm not saying they're bad. I'm just saying, look at it. Yeah. Well, the ideal that came to mind was when you were talking about, you right at the end, your analogy of build the car and then teach them how to use it. Right. I love that because I mean, Tesla, great example of that. Right. Yeah. I mean, the truth of the matter is, is like their company built something that people don't know how to drive. Yep. But now it's, (laughs) I think, I don't know how true this was. I saw some Facebook the other day, but I think Jeff or, uh, Oh my gosh, what is his name? Elon Musk. (laughs) I think Elon Musk just passed Jeff Bezos as the richest man in the world, which I thought was really interesting from just this teeny little company, right? So total tangent there. But what's interesting is they have built a brand, like you said, build a vehicle and then teach people how to use it. And the truth of the matter is people are willing to learn. They just, they're like, just don't send me a course. (laughs) Tell me, tell me where to look, right? I know already how to drive a car. So you don't need to teach me what a steering wheel is. I know what a steering wheel is, right? <laughs> so I love that you guys have mastered that model. And I hope a lot of you listening to this are looking at your business model and saying, how could I do something similar to that? Because I've been finding that a lot of agency style businesses, if you will have training videos, it doesn't have to be a course, but training videos yeah. on how to use the product, it eliminates 90% of the time you have to spend educating your customer. Yeah. And then there's also, I, by the way, I have a background in teaching, <laughs> random <laughs> tangent I had in the career when I was a bit lost. And there's a thing called flipped learning. Flipped learning is just basically the concept. They do the work before they come to the class. And then the class is about implementation. There's not enough of that. It's watch the video and ask questions. Watch the video and ask questions. We actually say, do the work before you ask about the work. Don't ask how to do the work. Try it, you know? 
And that's what you're talking about there. It's, it, I kind of felt it's like do some stuff and, and self-serve and all that sort of stuff. It's realistically, there's got to be a mix of what serves the client. And if someone's a beginner, they probably can get away with videos. If someone's a complete newbie, because I've generally found people without much money and without a business, they have lots of time. But as soon as you move into people that have got money, they don't have time. So right. it's, it's, that, it's that, that trade-off you've got to figure out if you're going to make your offer work. Do you know what I mean? You're yeah. going to go for broke people or, or people that have already got money. Because if they've got money, they haven't got time. So figure out how to make it easy for them, you know? Yeah. And honestly, exactly what you're saying is the reason why our offer has been working because we're like, I don't want to work with brand new entrepreneurs right now. I just, I, yeah. eventually I want to get back into that realm. But I was like, yeah, I want to work with wealthier people. And we found that yeah. it's just, t- you're like, literally, if you can say, hey, I promise you X results and you only have to spend yeah. an hour a month, they're stoked about it, right? Or no yeah. time, whatever, whatsoever, right? Yeah. That's what they get excited about. So I, I love that you touched on that. Yeah. So Mark, you know, we are coming to the end of the yeah. interview here and I, I want to ask a couple of final questions here. So yeah, first sure. off, where can people get access to you and your program? www.markfirthonline.com. And I've been told that's not phonetically friendly. So we're just setting up today. www.clientsimpact.com. Clientsimpact.com. That's a bit easier, isn't it? I mean, yeah, maybe with an S though, right? Clients, plural. Clients impact. Okay. I could buy clients impact. Clientsimpact.com. Yeah. Love it. So everybody, make sure you go check that out, especially if you're saying, hey, I'm ready to have a paid strategy. These are the guys you need to be working with. And then Mark, just to ask you one final question, if you could give us one final parting piece of guidance for our audience, what would that be? It's just expertise and mastery comes from doing, not by thinking about doing. That's it. If I could summarize the one thing that's made the big difference in my journey in building this business it's learn by doing. Don't think about it, do it. The equivalent of thinking about it is wanting to drive from where I'm now at, Florida to San Diego, and waiting to see the California state line before you start driving. It doesn't work like that. You've got to start driving. Otherwise, you're never going to get to the point where you see that state line. That's it. I hope that you enjoyed this episode of the Lucky Titan Podcast. If you learned anything from this or any other episode, make sure you rate it and share it with another entrepreneur who could help. Thanks again, and I'll catch you on the flip side.